So the margin was amazing on that product and we actually think the first week we did like 17,000. If you're gonna get the money, but if you're gonna lose a member of your family, that money is not gonna matter to you. 100%. You know, especially for the people who lives in Dubai, bro. You have got the biggest networking, the biggest opportunity. Salary is such a big drug. You guys do not understand, bro. Dude, with any business, it doesn't matter if you're a PhD, whatever. If you don't know how to sell, the chances Selling of you scaling so of course, is very okay. slim. The Infinite Perspective Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of Infinite Perspective. Today I have with me Asin, a 19-year-old entrepreneur who went from uh, a dancing TikToker to a millionaire in three years. Asin, do you want to introduce yourself? Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Thank you for the invitation, my bro. I appreciate course, it. Um, and yeah, as he introduced me, I literally went from a TikToker we used to make TikToks about funny videos, dancing and stuff like that, <laughs> to a millionaire. And all of that happened within changing my perspective um, on how I want to work my life out. And yeah, it's all about the mindset game. And today, inshallah, I'm going to share a lot of values and a lot of uh, you know tips that could potentially help you guys, inshallah, with your journey. Because I know it's not easy going from a broke person to a millionaire. It's very hard and it's not yeah. overnight. It's literally work of three years definitely but those three years actually paid off and alhamdulillah for the position that i'm in right now <clears throat> mashallah man that's amazing and i think that serves as a great example for people our age uh gen z's so i know you've mentioned before that it wasn't just three years you've, you've actually been working since you were 14 which is kind of relatable so do you want to like walk us through your entire journey and what major lessons you learned on the way for sure. So it's it was a pretty long journey. I'll try to go as short as interesting possible. Um, I started my YouTube channel at 14 because my friend told me you could actually make money from YouTube. And as a young kid, I was a fond of actually, you know, trying to make money and, you know, getting my parents or, yeah. you know, my family members something that would surprise them, make them happy in any way possible. So I started looking into YouTube and into monetization in monetizing it and stuff like that. And yeah, I did YouTube for two years, completely failed at it. What uh, was the channel about? It was a channel about like literally eating food and, you know, doing challenges, like, you know, uh, hot techies and stuff like that. Uh, you know, stuff that was, they used to blow up back yeah, in the yeah, days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so, you know, every year there's like, every two, three years there's phases that you can actually take advantage of. For example, in the past, like when 2014, 15, 16, 17, those years, it was all about like, oh, eating, um, you know, challenges and all of that stuff. After 2017, gaming st started to blow up, yeah. you know, until 2020, 2021. After 2021, if it's all about self-improvement, money-making. That's what's actually blowing yeah, up currently, and all. you know? That's what's uh, really blowing up right now. So Alhamdulillah, you know, through all of the phases of my year, um, when I tried the challenges, I completely failed at it. When I tried the gaming, I completely failed at it until Alhamdulillah, the right opportunity came for me um, when I started dropshipping three years ago. Okay. So um, I saw people making money through through dropshipping, but I never was interested in because I didn't have a card, like a debit card and stuff like that. And I was like too scared to even get inside. Yeah. You know? I thought it's like impossible for me to make money through dropshipping. You know, how does that even make sense? You know, and the only way that I saw it was through YouTube. But um, I started TikTok. And from TikTok, I started making videos about funny content, content about UAE, sort of dancing here and there, mm -hmm. um, which is really cringe. But Alhamdulillah, for the phase that I've, you know, 
for, for me getting out of that phase and st- stuff like that, you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, so yeah, when I started by TikTok, I actually got a promotion for a product that was for dropshipping. So the promoter actually paid me around 800 drams in the first week of me promoting the product. Yeah. And I actually got the product viral in UAE because my TikTok was actually doing really good. Uh, yeah, after the video blew up, the guy paid me 800 and I was curious, like this is one of the biggest payments I've ever received. Yeah. How did I do it <coughs> through one video? Uh, it doesn't seem possible. Mm-hmm. I asked him, how, how much did you make? He's like, I'll be honest with you, we made 8,000. And we paid you 10% of it, 800 yeah, dirham. For you know? promotion. Yeah, for promoting it. So I was like, okay, perfect. Let me try to start dropshipping if you could teach me. <laughs> He's like, I will teach you, but it's expensive. I was like, how much? He said, it's 500 dirhams every week. So I said, the 500 dirhams sounds a lot, bro. How am I even going to like try to budget up? This was for know? private counseling. Or something. Exactly, private mentorship type stuff, mm-hmm. you know, because the guy didn't have a course or anything like that. And there was no one else that would help you, mm-hmm. you know, through dropshipping or e-commerce. Yeah. Even right now, it's very hard to find, you know, people to actually help you out, you know? Genuinely help you out, yeah. Genuinely, yeah. yeah. But that's what we have made possible, alhamdulillah. And that's why... You know, being early to the business always gets you the success point. Yeah, man, definitely. You know? Consistency. 100%. So as soon as I uh, got the mentorship for a week, I literally canceled it the next week because when I got the mentorship, I paid the, the 500 or something. I wasn't getting the replies. I used to call the person, I'm going to call with someone else. I'll give you a call back. I need help. Oh, I'm going to text you later. So I didn't get the help that I wanted, you know. After the first week, for the next six months, all I used to do was side hustle, TikTok, college, mm. and make money on, on any any sort of part-time yeah. jobs yeah. for the next six months. Before you actually bought the whole mentorship thing, did you have any second thoughts or like any... Angry? No, I was all in for it, you know. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, as a kid, I've been taking opportunities left, right, and center. But so there was no second thoughts, nothing holding <laughs> no, you back at all? No, not at all, not at all. You know, when I went all on YouTube, I went all on it. When yeah. I went all on, on TikTok, I went all on it, you know, and that's why mm. I got a bit successful with it, you know? So... Um, after you got exposed a little bit to the dropshipping scene and you weren't getting the replies, so did you try to um, self-learn after that whole... Uh, exactly. So look, the first week was the most important phase of, of dropshipping for me because, of course, the mentor teached me a lot of things that I wanted and I needed it in order to do dropshipping here in Dubai. Because yeah. without those things, it's almost impossible <coughs> to actually start up a journey here in Dubai. Um, so I, I was really intrigued and then after I, I, I after the six months of me doing part-time jobs and all of this stuff I used to spend a lot of money too like that's one one other mistake that I had I used to like make money spend it make money spend it yeah. but I'm not talking about like crazy spending like oh I spend 1k per day no like 50, 100 dirham per day I would spend it you know which is which was a lot for me back in the days you know because like I used to make 50 maybe per day mm. or maybe not even 50 in a day you know because yeah. some days would be off some days would be, would be on Maybe I would get a promotion, maybe not. And maybe there would be a part-time job, maybe not. Mm-hmm. So it was really hard for me, you know. Um, so yeah, after uh, I started learning by myself, after the sixth month, I had almost no money. There was a competition for my college, which is a talented student of the year. And this is their first time doing something like this, just because they want to get more exp- exposure and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm just give it, gonna give it a try. The prize right. is 700 dirhams for you to actually win it. And I actually took part in it. And surprisingly, there wasn't much people trying to yeah. take part because 
they were talentless if you're intelligent <laughs> you probably don't have most any people talent. think that way as well yeah and especially if you weren't so social and stuff like that you know and you didn't do any sort of like other stuff along with school because some people just stick through school or through college which is a, a, in a way a big mistake you know yeah. you have yeah. to have something going on in the side to keep you productive and healthy and stuff like that yeah. so what I did was I created a simple edit, editing video where I edited and I added some you know VFX and stuff like that because I used to edit for a long time you same here man that's amazing sick. amazing so I won the prize yeah and then I had the 700 drums now I'm thinking I have to get back into dropshipping there's no way I, I spend this money mm-hmm. without actually trying to make something out of yeah. it. So I created the store. And the, the store was already created, actually. So I, I just went and saw what's winning product right now. I saw the sunset lamp is being posted by every single person. Like two, two and a half years ago, sunset lamp was blowing up, you know. Every girl had it. Every guy oh, had it. W- 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 can you, like, describe the product? Uh, it's a basically like a lamp. And when you turn it on, it basically basically makes it look like there's a sun. It's like a it. halo oh yeah, kind of thing, yeah, yeah, with different moves. colors. Like with yeah. the like the picture, that's like uh, black and white. But when you turn it on, it's uh, it's colorful and stuff. It's uh, yellow. It's like a basically like golden hour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I started, you know, ordering thirty pieces of that product. All right. I ordered thirty pieces and it was exactly I remember like six hundred seventy dirhams for the thirty pieces. <laughs> okay. You know. So I had like 30 dirhams left, 30 dirhams of course went on the food or something, I'm not really sure. <laughs> I spent it. But uh, after that, I realized that, uh, you know, when I received the product after a few days, like around 12 days, I was curious, how am I even going to promote this product? Because yeah. I don't have money for advertising, yeah. you know, in TikTok. That time, there wasn't something like organic TikTok or g- organic marketing. It was all paid, like, oh, you pay Facebook ads, you pay Instagram ads, <coughs> uh, you pay Snapchat ads. So at that point, uh, alhamdulillah, something clicked through my mind. I had this Emirati friend, influencer, who was doing really good. And I knew this product would be amazing for Emiratis. So I hit up my friend. I gave him one piece of the product. He received it on a Thursday night. So he was posting it like while the next day was Friday. As soon as he posted, we got, I got 75 plus orders. I completely went out of stock and I had extra stock that I had to take care of, you know. And it was yeah. one of the happiest nights of my life. Like, what I was your return on the lamps? Uh, return was crazy because I actually stole them for like, um, the way that we do it is very, very smart. Yeah. So we add the product cost, we add the delivery cost, and we add the advertisement cost. Yeah. That time I didn't have the advertisement cost. And we double it into two. So for yeah. example, if everything is 60, yeah. we put the product so The margin is 100% on everything. A 50%. And profit. Yeah. Yeah. So 50% and profit for each and every single product. We actually have 50% profit margin because 50 would be the expenses. Mm. 50 would be for us. Yeah. So the margin was amazing on that product. And we actually, you know, I think the first week we did like 17,000 because of course the order didn't stop. Mm-hmm. I'd never in my, in my website, I never put like only limited stock of 30 because in Shopify you can put like how many stocks do you have? Yeah. And I put it nine, nine, yeah. nine, nine. You know, so I never run out of stock, even if I get more orders. So, um, but like, I mean, it obviously takes time to get time to get the product delivered. So, like, how did you manage um, getting out of stock? But at the same time, on the website, it's like you're not out of stock. Like, did you? How did you manage the clients? And it's a very good question. So, one of the ways was actually message them on WhatsApp and uh, you know, uh, telling them in Arabic that hey, we are out of stock because of so many high orders. Uh, if you would be, um, you know, patient with us, we will get your order first. You know, we will deliver your your order first. And the exact same message 
would send it to every single one of those customers. You <laughs> That's know? smart, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they would feel a bit special and they're like, no, it's completely fine. Don't worry about it. You know, whenever you get the stock, send it to us, no problem. And the other good thing was that this product wasn't available on, on, on Amazon and all of these places. Yeah, yeah you exactly. Know? Yeah. And it was, we was first to it, so there wasn't any sort of competi- competition. People used to get it from Shein, you know? Yeah. Shein is like, it takes like 30 days, 20 days exactly. to ship it for yeah. you. So that's the beauty of dropshipping. If you're early to a product, even if you Definitely, take 12, 12, 12 days to fulfill it, you still can actually make a lot of money out and of it. And you know, it's cool because, look, uh, I've been a sales guy pretty much for uh, like the past two years, ever since I got into real estate. If the property is good, now this is just an example, I believe this kind of relates to it. It's going to sell itself. Like exactly. your sales skills don't matter. Um, the way you present, it doesn't matter. If the property is good, it's going to sell. 100%. Conversely, if the property is shit, no matter how good of an agent you are, it's going to be really hard to sell. Now, the same thing with the product. So you've mentioned like it took time to get the stock back in. Um, you put you added all of your costs on top of it and yep. you added a profit margin that was basically the price on top of itself. Yeah, yeah. But it's still, still sold. And that's because of the 100%. product. Exactly, bro. Exactly. And that applies to literally everything. If you're early to any business in life, you could actually win in it, you know? And I would give you guys a, a great example of it, Hustlers Ecom, my mentorship program, you know? There was no one actually trying to teach you dropshipping and e-commerce, yeah. and that's when I came. Specifically in UAE. Specifically in UAE, and there was people, you know, trying to get money off of you, you know, filming a few videos in Dubai and leaving the country, but going back to their home country and like, you know, <laughs> trying to get the students from yeah. here. You know, that's what their whole goal was. For me, when I saw the opportunity, I knew that when I started out, I didn't have a proper mentor and I knew how to be a good mentor. I learned the lessons that I, I needed to, to learn, you know? Yeah. So for me, what was important was student satisfaction, you know? So that's what I made. Like, I made, a first, I made my first ever course and I sold it to around 16 people without having any videos, you know? And the, the reason why I did that is because I was struggling with making videos because... Uh, I was trying to find a spot, trying to find a place and everything, but I still made a pre-launch for the whole course. We got 16 people inside. We actually told them the course will be out on 21, something around that, I think it was last year, uh, 21 September, I think. That's when the date was out. And we actually got it out on the exact same night that we promised. And it turned out amazing. And yeah, we made another course literally two months after the initial course because I I learned like, okay, this course had students asking me this question and this and this. I need to make another course to clarify all of these questions yeah. so that it's 100% genuine. Being proactive. Yes, exactly. So um, one of the things that I see with you specifically, uh, I mean, there's a lot of qualities it takes to become an entrepreneur. Uh, there's going to be, honestly, people that are smarter than you. They've got PhDs. They've got degrees and shit. But there's a few fundamental um qualities that make up an entrepreneur first of all is taking initiative um taking risks now you've mentioned you spent all of your money on your first product right yeah, 100%. and in most cases the first product does not take off yes right yes and i think you did you probably didn't even know that you just you just you had faith you were yeah, like it's gonna uh, work i believe in myself and you took initiative and it all worked out so I think regardless of whatever it is you do in life, you like you open up a restaurant, you do, you do whatever you want. If you're an entrep- entrepreneur and you have these fundamental qualities, it's going to work out. It's 100%. consistency. Exactly. Consistency. So, man, that's, uh, that's absolutely insane. So I want to 
I want to get a little bit of the other parts of your life. So like when you started making money, how did that change some of your relationships like uh, with friends, with family? Did, did anything change? Do you think you changed as a person? Uh, yeah, 100% boys. Uh, there's one thing that's going to be super clear to you boys. You guys should have the intentions to whatever you're doing. If your goal is to actually make money, you should yeah. have intentions inside your heart, you know? Intentions are very important. You start your prayer with intentions, you know? So my whole intention was to actually make money and not get into the 95 and actually quit my college and drop out. But that was my intentions, you know? I wasn't interested. I wasn't... I was doing good, actually, in college. But I wasn't someone who, who would have thought I would get a 95. I would, you know, come to, to my house, like... Thinking about my whole future life and how I would live with my wife, it would suck. It would be a, a brutal life to live yeah, in, you know? Yeah. Some See people that. are fine with it, which is completely, you know, no, that's cool. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with nine to fives. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is something like, wrong with it, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> economies don't I, work without nine to fives, right? We have to have like... Oh, but look, I think we can take it in this way. Um, there's no objective like definition to so for some people they prefer like stability, yeah, stability but it's not scalable how, like a business right you can't l- make like, a lot of money yeah so it. like how I've mentioned um, uh, with a 9 to 5 regardless of how good you are you're gonna be stuck with that salary you're gonna have that same salary bracket you're gonna get like maybe um, a bit of a promotion you might even double your salary but that's as much as you're gonna exactly. get exactly you'll be limited outside um, of your capabilities but I mean yeah some people are okay with that some people aren't Personally, I I kind of relate to what you said. Um, you need to, you, if you have big dreams, you can't really achieve them with this. exactly. It's very unlikely. Exactly compared yeah. to starting a business. So, um, uh, what are your thoughts on like the other uh, hustles? Like for example, SMMA um, stuff like affiliate market. I think you also have a couple of the ventures. That yeah, hundred percent. So right now, I I think every business can actually make you money. Yeah, exactly. Every single business. Definitely. Why? Because every business is actually getting to the next position and every company is requiring more type of people who are skilled and, you know, requiring... The demand those, is increasing. You know. I, I want to ask you one thing, though. So a lot of people say that because of the fact that these um, hustles do so well, um, that it's actually oversaturated at this point. Do you think that's true with the, some of these? It's true the way that you do it. All right. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yes. Um, you can uh, you can speak about uh, dropshipping. Uh, I have a few thoughts on SMMA and how like people say it's oversaturated and stuff. Exactly, it's, it's you're exactly right. It's, no the, it's the way you do it. Is ever ever oversaturated. It's all about the way that you do it. You should always add a USP, unique selling point to your business. That's something that I learned from college. Actually, alhamdulillah. That's the only thing I actually learned. <laughs> so USP is basically a unique selling point. And when I started out everything in my life, I tried to add a USP, whether it's on YouTube, TikTok, or whatever it is. The unique selling point can be anything, whether it's the price, it's the way that you market it, yeah. or it's the offer that you actually give to the people, you know? If you have a, you know, a good USP, you can always sell out and you can always stand out more than your customers, you know? And that's what all of these big brands are doing, you know. For example, with KFC, their unique selling point is that they're cheap than McDonald's, you know. That's why they're selling out yeah. and their food is good. With McDonald's, the way that they do it is their marketing, you know. The exactly. marketing that they do is and always... basically real right. estate. They buy up land, um, they lease it to um, franchise owners. So, yeah, they all have business. So what, do you, what would you say is your unique selling point specifically in dropshipping? In dropshipping, our unique selling point is the fact that we put more effort than all of these other people. Now, when it comes to other, any other dropshipper, all they do is literally make How a How do you sim- show that you put more effort? 
you put more effort by putting more time into it yeah. right and of course not you know uh, the time that that doesn't make sense the time that I, you could actually think could work out something for you for example mm. in product page you could either add one picture or you could add six pictures yeah you know going in brief and the home page you could either add like a simple one product or you could add five different products yeah. you know yeah. so the more effort you put put in the more you, you get out you know it's all about uh how much time you put in yeah. and how much you can get out presentation after. of your product and exactly. the consistency everything yeah the yeah. gifs the videos the how you how clear you explain it and of course in dropshipping when it comes dropshipping the most important pro- uh, thing about dropshipping is the product you know yeah you need to make it easier for your customer base to understand what the product is about exactly. how it can be used exactly. and how it's like yeah and you know there's actually a lot of science that goes into uh, designing stores it's basically retail you optimize for maximum conversions and there's a lot of psychology that, go, that goes into you you probably know this better than anyone sitting here but yeah i mean it really makes sense doubling the effort can basically exponentially show much better results 100%. than the competition yes exactly um in regards to what you said about it depends on how you do it i can because i have my own marketing business i can kind of uh, relate to this so with smma um now this is a super saturated industry why because it's basically something that you can do from home. Um now let's say there's like a 17-year-old guy, all right? He's bought yes. a course. Yeah. Um it's the same format. You basically approach clients, yep. you do cold calls, you pitch them your idea, you're like, "Okay, so uh, do you want to double your revenue blah 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 blah?" and then you hire contractors and uh you try to get them results, okay? Yes. But now basically everyone's calling everyone, right? Yeah. Yeah. What happens is is you need to be really good or you get left out, right? Yes. One way where you can kind of bypass this and it's still uh, an SMMA start approaching people in your local market. So for example, let's say let's say you live in somewhere in Eastern Europe, all right? Yep. Now your local let's say um chiropractor does not know English. Now, anyone calling them from America, for example, they're not going to be able to connect with that person because the, the, it's of the language barrier, the cultural barrier. Exactly. But if you're a 17-year-old, 18-year-old guy living in that country in Eastern Europe, you can speak the language, you can connect to that person better. Approach them, talk to them. Um there's no need to just do what everyone's doing which is cold calling. Um give them an offer, like maybe start out with actual content creation. start up with like an iPhone buy a cheap gimbal we record some con- uh content and then get a contract for like 3 months or something start pulling out content um giving them you know results exactly 100% um, because like you hire a contractor what if it doesn't work you know especially when you're new so it, it, there's basically an infinite number of ways where you can make your business unique exactly and exactly. Uh, change things up so beautiful yes. and it's it's all about how you think about things sometimes the solutions are right in our face and we don't see them yeah this is something that i always tell to the people yeah whenever you start something out you build a wall right in front of your face you're building a wall and sometimes you forget to put a brick here and there and you can't see it unless someone else tells you yeah and that's also like when someone tells you and gives you an opinion about what you're doing in life is something that you actually have to extract inside really deep and think about it because it could be something really important that could actually uh help you out you know because sometimes you can't see what you're doing r- wrong in life unless someone else tells you you know you need sure. a different perspective to things yeah. different perspective yeah, that's exactly. that's very true um 
But I think it's also important to filter out a lot of that advice that you're getting. Because, like I said, I've also been working since I was 14, and I've done a whole bunch of different things. Um, and What have you done? So, dude, I literally started out at 14 um, making Minecraft animations and selling them to YouTubers. Wow. So, like, Unspeakable Gaming... Um, Dan TDM, I used to make those icons. kinds of animations. I don't know if you've uh, followed. They have these like YouTube. millions of views, right? Yeah, icons yeah, the music videos. Music I used to watch them as a kid. So, um, like little music videos, so like parody of songs, and then wow. we would turn that into Minecraft. And then I started selling like um, uh, thumbnails, and I basically taught myself Cinema 4D watching YouTube videos. It's like the 3D software. And then I moved on to creating actual. Um, VFX like real life Avengers type shit. Um, then I started getting clients locally. Bro, I've designed actual luxury watches, um, like actual shit that's like 30,000 plus. Uh, I've designed like actual villas, which are like 20,000 square feet built up area, architecture, all that. I was 16. Um, and I think I can relate to what you said when you started taking risks. A client, a multimillionaire guy comes up to you. He's like, I want to get a design of my uh, villa. And I don't know anything about architecture. But what do you do? You go home, you watch YouTube videos, you read a book. What's architecture? How do I do it? You learn, and then you start working. And then you deliver. And then you see an actual house that you designed. Yeah, you yep. take the obligation a, and you build it. As a 16, 17-year-old. Um, and then I got into real estate, which was an amazing experience because I wanted to get out of my shell. I was super, super introverted. Dude, I could never imagine me sitting in front of a camera and doing a podcast. Wow. Um, but real, the, the real estate scene was basically so I could learn sales. Dude, with any business, it doesn't matter if you're a PhD, whatever. If you don't know how to sell, it's very, yeah, yeah. the chances of you scaling is so very exactly. slim. So I got into real estate to sort of readjust my personality into being more of an ambivert, like not an introvert, more in the middle. Um, and then I managed to buy my first car at 19. Um, so that's kind of relatable. And that really changed up a lot of things for me. Um, you know, when you get into the ultra high net worth uh, network of people, I'm not saying I am ultra high and not, not yet. Um, that really changes your perspective on a lot of things. That, that kind of really gave me a boost into doing a lot of different ventures. So now I have a real estate channel. I record like... Uh, 10 million dollar mansions and th that stuff and uh, I'm starting my own brand actually um, Shopify stuff also I, I actually uh, I, I've also done Shopify so I've made stores for clients and stuff so that's also Beautiful something we can relate with um, so yeah that's kind of a little bit of uh, stuff uh, that I've done in the past so I want to ask you this do you think money buys happiness do you think that's actually true because there's a lot of red pill stuff on this um that dude i mean i agree with the fact that you would rather cry in a lamborghini than in anything else i don't want to yeah classism i don't yeah. want to name any car yeah. but do you think that's inherently true like money does it actually really change your life in such a good way where you're like you're always super super happy it completely depends i'm gonna be very honest if you're gonna get the money but if you're gonna lose a member of your family that money is not gonna matter to you 100 you know if you get the money while having everyone around you, your friends, your family members, and, you know, the true contentment of, of your religion, Islam, and, you know, actually praying to God and being strict on your religion. Having your values in place. A hundred percent money makes you happy. A hundred percent that money will actually, you know, get you somewhere further, you know. 
what would make you money sad at that point? It gives you the capability to be happier exactly, where you are. Exactly, exactly. And it gives you the capability to actually change someone else's life, you know? 100%. Yeah. You know, do something good for other people. But having a higher purpose. Yeah, do something do, good Do you think you people. have that thing where there's certain goals that, like, are beyond yourself? Like, you want to do something for the world uh, with the resources, mashallah, that you have? Yeah, you know what they say? They say, how big would you dream if you knew you wouldn't fail? That's the truth. It would be infinite. Infinite, right? That's the true mindset that I have currently right now. Um, because from the position that I came, I one percent chance, less than one percent chance. But you know, I never thought I would make it out through the things that, that I struggled with. Because like at some point, same in, dude, same. I, I think we can all relate. You know, it. yeah, I just give up on everything completely. You know, I'm like, alright, shit, I'm gonna just stay to college. You know, stay with the uh, with the flow, and I'm not gonna do anything else because I'm tired of doing all of this. Yeah. But again, it's the is the 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 heart that doesn't you know stick through it, you know, and it doesn't get satisfied with what I'm doing, you know, because I think about my future, I think about like the family that I'm gonna have, I, it just can't be average, you know, and it's completely fine for some people to actually choose that and of course get drugged by the by the salary, monthly salary and stuff like that. But that that's something that I wasn't into, you know, and salary is such a big drug. You guys do not understand, but if you actually start a nine to five job. You wouldn't leave it for the next five six months, you know. Yeah, you'd spend every waking day of those twenty eight working days just thinking of that one day you'll get that paycheck. Exactly, and the worst part is like literally every person decides to leave the job next month and actually start something for themselves. And right now, time goes so fast that you get the paycheck and you see already one weekend and you're like, oh, sh- I'm already one weekend, you know, I might just stay like and half my paycheck's two gone. Two and a half, three weeks in, and I, g- I get another paycheck. Yeah, and. That's what actually sucks because that that's what actually gets you older and older. Yeah, it and keeps older. you in place. It does not and let it you grow. It keeps you in one place that you do not take action for yourself. You do not better your life. You do not better your family's life, and at, at that point you're just a lazy person. You know, if I'm being honest, you know, if you can't just do something for your family, for yourself, change your life or their life, what are you doing with your life? You know, you've you've got an opportunity, especially for the people who's. <laughs> who lives in Dubai, bro. You have got the biggest networking, the biggest opportunity. You could literally go out on the street and start, you know, some sort of a business, get an idea for a business, you know? Yeah. The biggest li- markets are based here. Yeah, bro. Living in Dubai is such a blessing, but a lot of teenagers and a lot of people don't actually understand this. They take it for granted. They take it for granted and they, not re- they do not realize until it's something that's gone or maybe they travel to another country and they realize it. What's the true beauty of this country? You know? you know, I think with a lot of people, what having a comfort zone where a lot of people, their parents are bringing money and you don't have to do anything, that kind of puts a lot of people in a comfort zone where, where they're like, they're not going to do anything unless something causes them to change. Yeah, there's no necessity to take change, yeah. Facts. Yeah, and I mean, uh, that's completely fine. But look, if someone decides not to do anything, I'm cool with that. It's their life. This is my life. But again, it's about that higher purpose because you're not going to get there by... You need money to change the world, right? If we're all going to make a difference... Money is power, it's, yeah. it, That's power, right? So I think it's important to take risk, especially when you're young, because, again, you have your parents to back you up in case you fail and stuff like that. And once you have... Lose, you have a safety net. You exactly, you have yeah. a safety net. So, but in regards to the happiness thing, I see a lot of uh, videos on this. Uh, but there's, there's, there's this concept in uh, uh, psychology. It's called the hedonic, it's called hedonic adaptation. What that means is, 
everyone has a baseline for happiness. So let's say every day you wake up, you have a certain mood. It's always usually stable. Now let's say you buy your first car. That baseline, you're going to be excited. It's going to go up. Yeah. But it's going to come back down. Down after a while. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Right? Yeah. It's going to come back to the baseline. Yep. Now, yep. let's say, like, God forbid, something bad happens, okay? You're going to be depressed for a while, but yep. it's going to come back to that baseline. It's going to come back to that, exactly. So, uh, there was this study of a psychologist. They measured the happiness uh, levels of people who won lotteries, and they did the same uh, experiment for people who ended up on a wheelchair. And it turned out the baseline of happiness was basically very similar for both, uh, both groups, regardless of whether they were on a wheelchair or... or oh, that's or. deep. So I guess this is just a way of the brain to... Ad- because we keep on chasing more and more. If you get happy with like a normal car or a normal job or a normal size of your... Like a regular sized business, you're not going to want to grow more. And that's, that's what this is. It keeps you chasing more and more and more, which can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing. But again, it, you have that safety, like regardless of if anything bad happens to you, you're still going to eventually come to terms with stuff and it's going to be on that baseline. True. It makes so much sense. You know, what you said is so beautiful, you know, because at the end of the day, happiness and sadness and depression, everything is like, you know, an uphill and downhill, you know. Exactly. But it just keeps... Being on the same base, you know? But living in Dubai, right? A lot of teenagers actually don't see the benefit of actually living in Dubai and they don't see how every other teenager is busy at something else rather than actually, you know, making money by, you know, thinking about their future. And that's why for the 1% of, of the teenagers who actually take action, they actually get successful. The reason is that the 99% is actually not taking action. There's not as much competition. Exactly. There's, there's not no drive. There's no consistency. Yeah. There's no discipline. There is no competition completely, right? If you actually take the chance to, you know, completely change your life or do something about it or actually make money, you could literally be in the top 1% by just taking action right. here Especially in, in this time scale because everyone is just sitting on their phone all day. Yeah. Exactly. And you're exactly. one of them and now you're helping other people do the same, right? Exactly. So what's the deal with like the hustler recounting? What, what exactly is it? Like? So look, again, that's the 1% of people who actually take action, you know? The people who actually joins okay. my mentorship program is the top 1% that actually takes action and changes something about their life, their routine, and, you know, they start making money. The reason is that there isn't much competition in e-commerce and dropshipping here in Dubai. And the other reason is that there isn't much competition in the same age group that they have. For example, from, you know, 16 to 21 to 22 year old, there is no competition. Every kid is busy at school, with, you know, college, or completely different with partying and all of that stuff, you know. So if you actually take a chance to actually better your life, and actually take, you know... uh, the risk, as they call it, you could literally be the, the top 1%, you know, yeah. separate than all of the other 99% just because you actually took a step forward to better your life, you know? And I'm pretty sure that's what happened with, alhamdulillah, all of us that we are sitting in this table, you know? We are not. We are now in the top 1% because we have taken an action to better our lives and to do something about it, you know? Exactly, and, you know, it's if you improve by 1% every single day, not a lot, just 1%, let's say you learn... Um, a new skill. Let's say you learn how to improve a certain thing in your Shopify store. Or let's say you learn a certain thing about cars. 
that one percent improvement is going to accumulate over time. You'll be a different person by and next you're, month. You're going to be a completely different person by that. It's it's all about improving. And I think we can say the same in the opposite direction. A one percent decline in who you are in terms of your skills, in terms of your knowledge, can accumulate. Yeah, that time. compound effect. People like to say that they hit rock bottom, but there's never a yeah. fixed rock bottom for everyone. There's there's always a bigger yeah. hole to fall down. Yeah. But Thanks. you know, like there's. A lot of weird stuff um, these days, a lot of weird beliefs. Um, I think it's important to have diversity in a society in terms of beliefs and stuff. But like you have people uh, who believe in like flat earth stuff and conspiracies. Baffles yeah. you. So what do you think about this whole scene where there's like, like thousands of people who actually believe that the earth is flat? So... Um Deep down, I believe that the earth is flat. Uh, as you guys can see, my home screen is literally, you know, the earth as a circle. Yeah. But this is not something I believe in, you know? Mm. I want to actually yeah. show you guys this map. It's probably like So yeah. apparently this is like the larger um, flat earth map. This, it shows our continents. And it shows Antarctica and Greenland as a ring that separates us from this whole other world outside. The so, ice wall, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you've got stuff like Geminia. Uh, you've got... I don't know what these are. And then there's another ring of like mountains. They call it the mountain ring. And that separates you from like, dude, whole continents that are bigger than... There's actually planet. something that, you know, I studied about. And that's something that actually makes so much sense, you know? Really? Yeah. Can I see the map? Yeah. This is actually the true map of the world. A lot of people doesn't believe in it. But if you actually st study it deep down, you actually see that, you know, the world just goes straight. If you drive in a straight road, you never see... A point where you're actually supposed to go down, you know? There is a whole continent called ISIS. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, it's, no, look at it. What the the I think it's the Egyptian uh, god or something, like the false That's god. Crazy. There's a whole thing called ISIS. But yeah, no, okay, guys, we're just gonna be legit. That's where they come he, from. He, he does not actually believe in just <laughs> I, I might he, believe in it. Oh, you guys never know. I'm Spain, I'm Spain. But, um, yeah, dude, I mean, there's, there's a lot of crazy stuff out there. You know, with conspiracy theories, um, as crazy as some of them might sound, spread like a plague. As crazy as some of some of them might sound, some of them actually end up being true. Like the aliens. Yeah. The aliens, something that is a hundred percent. I don't know how some people doesn't believe in alien. They actually even showed it the other day in the Congress, and it actually looks so real. And my uncle told me one time that he actually saw an alien coming out of the flight. He saw an alien on a, on like a flight. Was it like on the airplane? Yeah, no, it was 3 a.m. He said I went out to the bathroom and stuff like that. He uh -huh. had a villa and stuff. And he actually saw like two aliens getting down and two of them going up. Uh -huh. I think they were on a mission. And how did they look? Uh, they looked pretty like, they looked like aliens. That is, you know. They looked like aliens and my uncle, unfortunately, he didn't have charge in his phone to actually go film it. Sure. So <laughs> were they like um, tall? No, they were very short actually. Were they wearing clothes? Um, I, I'm not really sure what... Well, you know they look like but that's what my uncle told me and they, my uncle actually told me that you know as much as i can i, I should stay away from aliens because aliens looked really dangerous yeah, dude. you know you gotta stay away you gotta stay yeah, away from aliens i guess have you ever had an alien encounter i don't think so man no, really? I, I don't recall yeah so um but you know uh seriously though if you look at the fact that we have billions upon billions of galaxies um and each of those galaxies has billions and billions of stars this is only in the observable universe. Only in the of. observable universe. SubhanAllah. The fact that there's so much, there's so much 
there's more stars out there than the grains of sand on Earth combined. So, like, common sense says that there definitely needs to be something out there. And, 100%, yeah. But there's, like, a lot of theories to why we've not seen it. And that's the whole concept is called uh, the Fermi Paradox. So uh, there are certain theories, like, um, like uh, I believe it's, like, the dark forest theory where like for example you're in a forest and you're like some animal like a fox or something and it's nighttime um you're not gonna make a noise you're not gonna alert the predators of your um uh, presence mm -hmm. so this basically says like if there are aliens then there's like a bigger threat out there and out of fear of that they don't emit any sort of radio signals so everyone's quiet. And we are the only stupid ones. And where I think we send signals or some shit, right? We, so basically yeah. every, a lot of the radio um, communication uh, on Earth goes out into space. So we've basically been blasting um, information into space randomly. And uh, we don't know what's, what's out there. And I think apart from that, like there's some agency and stuff, they're actually trying to communicate with extraterrestrials. Yeah. Oh, they stuff. did, they did. So we, they're we, the only ones making noise. We, we, we've actually sent out actual uh, signals onto space with the intention of communicating with aliens. Now we haven't gotten any sort of responses um, left as a consequence of that. Well, how did they send it? They're like, they have a big speaker or like... How do you <laughs> so, it's it's basically it's a legitimate question. It's a legitimate question. And and so sound can't travel into space because it's a vacuum. So there's no um, uh, there's no molecules for the, the sound to be transmitted. There's no uh, room for vibrations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, how that works is uh, through um, radio communication. So you basically just send out a signal onto space wow. and just hope someone receives it. What uh, are they saying the in the mic? In the in the thing. Yeah. Well. You can basically do, um, you can basically send out certain mathematicals because math mathematics is basically this universal language. So you can send out signals that form mathematical equations and then hope that they are going to so uh, uh, decrypt decoded, those and yeah. decode it. So because, for example, there's, there's certain bodies in space that naturally like emit radio waves. Mm -hmm. But those, it's kind of obvious that this is not from a living thing because there's no pattern to it. But if an alien uh, civilization, they, they, they receive a message from humans and it's like in a proper pattern, mm -hmm. you know that this is something that's done by an, an intelligent um, entity. Mm -hmm. So that's basically how this works. Uh, there's also another theory that says that the universe is just too young. Like we don't have the proper conditions yet um, on planets as much to have life be spread out. Uh, as evenly so like according to this if this is true then we are one of the first alien species in uh, the universe or in at least our perimeter of uh, the galaxy so do you guys know about project bluebeam yeah so this project bluebeam is actually very scary and it actually makes so much sense so what they said is that at the end of you know times when they want to bring uh, the antichrist right the gel they're actually going to make uh these these fake religions and they're gonna actually say that there's something that's endangering them unless they believe in the jal, you know so that's one of the things is actually aliens you know if you guys didn't see what happened in france they actually turned on the emergency audio like the emergency announcement mm -hmm. and the whole reason was that there's aliens in the country you know i don't know if you guys have seen the the clip we can actually post here mm -hmm. but their whole uh, reason is there's actually a book written about it the project bluebeam and this whole project bluebeam is to actually make the people believe 
in a god that astaghfirullah isn't the true god which mm-hmm. is dajjal you know they want to make them the believe in him in him you know and dajjal is of course the biggest fitna so for the biggest fitna in the entire world what do you think these people or the satan wouldn't do for it mm-hmm. you know they would do everything and anything to make it seem real so the theory is like they're going to create a fake threat and they're going to present the solution that the anti yeah. exactly is exactly be the yeah. did you guys see the aliens that they presented in, uh, in mexico? mexico yeah the shit is retarded bro dude that's it's, it's cake it's yeah it's, <laughs> and it's it's none of that is real like dude if aliens were to approach earth do you think they would just be so stupid that they've traveled uh tens hundreds if not like thousands of light years and they just die <laughs> They to come to earn exactly. and that crash two thousand years ago or something. Yeah, so and no, that's uh, that's nonsense. I mean, uh, with the news, a lot of uh, what they try to get out is to get engagement yeah. and to get people to be interested. Publicity, yeah. publicity, bro, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't really believe in a lot of that stuff. That's yeah, uh, it. Doesn't make sense. Uh, we shouldn't. It's just the next hot topic, honestly. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, dude, I think we can wrap this up. It was it was an amazing podcast. I think uh, we we all actually enjoyed ha- had a good time. Inshallah, we're gonna have one more again. Inshallah, maybe in the next one month. You Definitely know, let's not. see how this one does. And Definitely. you know, I think people actually enjoyed this podcast. Whoever was watching until now is a real. Gym, we enjoyed Inshallah. having you on, man. Thank you, yeah. my bro. Appreciate you. Likewise, Wallahi And I wanna I wanna say this one thing. Now I know there's haters everywhere, like regardless of what you're doing. But with this guy, I can tell you my experience. When I reached out to him, this guy's literally been one of the most nicest people I've like uh, came family. across I online. Him, um, the way he treats you, the way he's he talks, it's just it's it's, it's really positive. Exactly. And, and that's my experience. That's what I've experienced. And uh, uh, I hope we can uh, build a friendship out of this. Inshallah, hundred percent. That's what we look forward to, my boy. I love the vibe, man. Yes. And uh, keep keep the hustle going. And uh, definitely, like, keep me in touch about what's 100%. going on in life. Inshallah. And, uh, yeah, we really hope to do one one more time. And so, guys, I want to say this to you. Uh, your opinion matters. Your feedback really matters. Uh, this is starting out. This is really uh, a project uh, that I need your feedback on. So anything that you guys think we can improve, um, let us know. And your feedback will be much appreciated. All right. So I guess that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Amazing. Amazing podcast. Awesome, man. Alhamdulillah.